The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Lexi. I'm Shannon. I'm Tiffany. And this is the 6 and 9 podcast. Family dinner is at 6 and pre-drinks are at 9. We're serving laughs, cocktails, and lots of stories we probably shouldn't share. In this multi-generational mother-daughter podcast, nothing is off the table. We're unfiltered, uncensored, and undone. You can catch a new episode of 6 and 9 every Tuesday anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you are invited. Hi everyone, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And today we're breaking down traveling with kids. With the world opening back up, so many of us are planning trips with our families, but few things provoke as much anxiety as getting on an airplane or taking a long car ride with babies and kids. The stress and fear around being the family with the melting down, inconsolable screaming child is so real, which is why today we're going to cover all of our top travel tips from car seats and strollers to in-flight entertainment, packing essentials, to what to do if the unthinkable happens. We've got you covered. One thing for sure is that I've done a lot of traveling with kids, and so I'm excited to share all the tips and tricks I've learned along the way. If you want to find any of the products we talk about on today's episode, go to our website where we've linked all of our favorite travel essentials. Okay, the schlepping. My back, my arms, they already hurt thinking about this. I know that we all don't want to carry more than we have to. So what do we actually need for that plane ride, that car ride, that train ride? Well, we just traveled the other day from Nashville to Sun Valley, Idaho, where I'm from. And we do this every year. Obviously, we travel a lot, but we haven't been in this like travel season. And so we've just kind of gotten out of our groove. I'm like, I forget what we even have. We were running around like crazy people the day before, like, where's this? We always have the, like, where's the iPad? Because we we don't really pull out the iPad unless it's for travel. But even car seats, like where are travel car seats? We love the Britax travel car seats. They're so easy to install. And I'm, I'm just not a good car seat installer. Luckily, Katie saves my life all the time and she installs her hard car, hard car seats. But Britax ones are the ones that I can actually do. And they're just easy to cart around. Now, the missing piece that we forgot the other day was the the Britax car seat roller. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We had 15 pieces of luggage among, let's see, it was six of us. But that included two pack and plays, three car seats, you know, just all the stuff. All our luggage. 15 pieces. 15 pieces. I felt, but I'm like, there wasn't, we actually didn't bring a lot of stuff. And it just sounds like a lot. The cargo stuff is enough. I mean, that is so, it is so much. So much. And anyways, we had a car mishap in the morning. So we got dropped off at the airport way far away from the terminal. And we were schlepping, like you were saying, all these bags and we were begging people around us to help us. If I had enough hands, I would have loved to video this scenario because it was just chaos. And I kept looking at Tyler like, please don't lose it. Please don't lose it. 
And I think he kept doing the same to me and Riley was with us and she was probably looking at us like, okay, don't lose it. And anyways, we forgot the car seat roller for Luca and we were planning on just rolling Luca through the airport on his car seat so we could put him in a car seat on the airplane and he could sit contained in the seat. So we're like, okay, pivot. We, we can't do that. We can't carry this car seat all the way through the airport without the roller. So we checked it and then, yeah, Luca was just wild on the airplane. So (laughs) I do recommend a car seat if you can. There's a long story, but I recommend a car seat if you can get an extra seat because it's amazing when we do that. Yeah. So you recommend getting an extra seat on the airplane if you can? Yeah. Long story short. Yeah, I feel like if it's like one of those short flights, you can probably manage them depending on the totally. age on your lap. But if you're going from like you guys, Tennessee to, to Idaho, that is a time that yes. to get them their own seat, if you can swing that so that at least you can buckle them into your car seat. Because when in doubt, if they're just flailing all over, you can just buckle them in. Yes. But don't forget the dolly. Yeah, don't forget the dolly. Order the dolly now if you don't have it and order the Britax if you travel at all. Even if it's just one trip, it's so worth it. Or which one do you use? Do you have a preference? I'm trying to remember. No, I the Britax is people love that one. We use the Costco one, C O S C O. I think it's called the Sinera convertible car seat. Okay, it's super light, so it's one of those that is amazing because it's light as a feather, and it comes. There's a little backpack, so you can do the dolly, or you can wear it as a little backpack if you have room for that. But you definitely want a travel car seat. That's a good investment to make if you're traveling far or you travel often. Yes, strollers, strollers. I want to ask you what you use, but we use we love the Up a Baby stroller, just. For just because we have three kids, it's easy to to put stuff in the bottom of it and then put kids on it. The Duna is great if you have one kid, but that just hasn't really worked for us with three. Yeah. So for anyone out there that's just imagining how this happens, so you can bring two types of strollers with you. You can bring a stroller like the Up a Baby that's a heavy duty stroller, so you can use it throughout the airport, and then you gate check it when you get to the gate. The Duna is a two-in-one. So it's a car seat and a stroller in all-in-one. So it's a little heavier of a car seat, but that's really nice if you have one child and they're under the age of 12 months. Right. It's amazing. Because the Duna, it's an infant car seat. And then there's also some strollers that you can get that are actual travel strollers. So they actually can fit in the overhead cabin. So if you don't want to check it or you want something a little lighter. Mm-hmm. We are obsessed with the Baby Zen Yo-Yo stroller. Oh. It's amazing. It folds up into like a little bag that's almost like a backpack. It's something I am petite and I can actually put the car seat in the overhead compartment. That's how light it is. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. If you have awesome. two kids, it would that work if you have like a, a competent walking child? <laughs> <laughs> if you have a competent walking child, yes. They have a little like seat that you can attach on the back. I actually looked at this the other day. So they have a little seat on the back that you can attach on. So you could have the baby in the actual stroller and then a little attach on in the back. So I'd say bring your up a baby if you need it. But if you want just a travel stroller, 100% invest in the yo-yo. It's it's expensive. It's something to put on your registry, but we love it. And it's really durable. It's not like a normal umbrella stroller that you feel like is flimsy. Like it's it's really sturdy. So do you think that would be... We're going to Europe, um, God willing, this fall with all the kids and and we're just going to do it. Do you think that would be a good 
I mean, look at you, Miss Traveler, (laughs) taking three kids. (laughs) You would think that this Idaho trip would just be a deterrent. I'm so impressed by these traveling skills. I'm like, you know what? Before they really get into school and sports, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's go and and hope for the best. (laughs) Love it. Yes. I think you guys should get the yo-yo. Okay. Because Liv can walk. Yeah. Luca could sit on that little seat and it would be perfect for Alice. I think you'll love it. Yeah. I feel I feel pressure right now. I feel like this pressure that if it doesn't work out, you guys are going to be in Europe and Tyler and you are going to be like, Jess, why did we not bring our up a baby? We've been in worse circumstances, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to something that I think is the most important thing on a travel day because we've we've had bad ones and we've had good ones. Attitudes. Attitudes change the game. whether it's me or Tyler or the kids, but really the parents set the tone. And the other day, Tyler was a champ. And I just kept looking at him, like I said, like hoping he wasn't going to lose it. And he was so positive. We stayed positive. We had kind of a lot of little situations that happened and we were like, all right, we got this, we got this. And just kind of the encouraging one another, because how good does it feel when you're encouraged? And other people need that too. So I think we we were all just encouraging each other. Like we were encouraging Riley. She was encouraging us and, and Tyler was encouraging. And so the attitude got us through that day for sure. That is such a good reminder, but such a smart thing. So I'm going to piggyback on that because I think if you have a good attitude and then if you prepare. So if you can think as prepared before the trip as you can be, so you kind of get that franticness out, you're, you try not to procrastinate with kids because you want to make sure you have everything. You are as prepared as possible. And I like that. Me saying to your partner, whoever you're traveling with, okay, we're as prepared as we possibly be. The only thing now that we can control is our attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm channeling that for my next flight. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, that that helped. Screens really helped too. I, I swear by an iPad for a flight and we don't get it out much unless it's a flight, just so that when we're on a flight, it really keeps them occupied. Totally. Planes, trains, long car rides, all of those, those are the times to whip out all of the novel things, the special things, the things that you don't normally do. Those are the times. And we'll talk, we should talk about all of those. The other thing as we're thinking about just like carrying our babies, now that you have three, what's the easiest age you think to travel? I would say before one, like before 10, 11 months. And then after one and a half. (laughs) So basically the early toddler stages. Just don't do it. We do it every time. We're going to Europe with a one-year-old and we went to Africa with a one-year-old. It's it's awful. <laughs> but we're doing it. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a good reminder though is one, take that trip if you have a young baby. Sometimes you just have to lug more stuff when they're younger, but it's a nice time to go because they're not as mobile. Yeah. But two, you can kind of prep for that flight But things can happen. Things can come up. And it can just be one of those travel days that's horrible. And you control your attitude. And when you get there, you get to reset the tone. Yeah. I think... And just don't don't think about the people around you. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) apologize and and do all that. But at the same time, like you can only control what you can control. And, And I think a lot of people are really understanding. Most people have kids or have a relationship with kids and understand that it's just crazy travel days are going to happen. And and so don't stress about that because that just adds to the stress. Yeah. 
actually, it's funny. When we came, we had some business in Nashville and we came to visit you guys. And the flight there with Bryce, I mean, he was probably at that age, he was probably one. A little, a little over one. Yeah, and he was a champ on the way there. I was like, I am prepared. I got all the all the stuff we're about to talk about, and we just got it. And he was a champ. And on the way home, we knew before he got on the airplane that it was going to be bad. But it was just he was like inconsolable the entire flight. Because and I'll never forget at our house that day. Uh huh. (gasps) He was teething. Oh no! And he was just congested. And so when babies go on airplanes or kids, their ears, their eustachian tubes just don't have the ability to level out kind of that ours do. And so I think his ears just from takeoff, he was just miserable. And I just stayed calm as much as I could the entire time. And I just, I did feel bad for the people around me, but I'll never forget the woman in front of me that I thought was rolling her eyes and annoyed the entire time. We landed the flight and she turned around and she said, I have three boys that are grown. And I just need to tell you, the patience you had with your child, she's like, I would have totally just like written that kid off an hour and a half ago. (laughs) I just don't know how you did it. But you know, like he's lucky to have you as a mom. And it felt really good, not just like the positivity of that, but to know she understood that there's this crying kid that was actually suffering and wasn't, you know, rolling her eyes or frustrated at me. So it's nice when people around you help out or just give you a nod to realize, okay, that just was horrible. Oh, that was nice to hear. I bet that's so sweet so of nice her. Dear. That's it a good was, reminder to to encourage other parents around you on an airplane. Oh, totally, totally. I always, I mean, prior to, I haven't been on an airplane in God knows how long, but I used to, you know, all the time. If they, if if you see someone that just needs an extra hand, just helping out right. because it's the schlepping of the stuff that's so hard. Mm-hmm. That's actually a game changer. A carrier bringing a baby carrier yes. if you're baby is a baby or even a toddler. I love carriers. Do you bring one? I do. And this past trip, we didn't because I was like, oh, you know, I think we'll be good. I was really trying to minimize things. And I, I kicked myself when I got on the flight because Atlas just doesn't fall asleep as well on an airplane without one. Yeah. I feel like they sleep so well. Right? Yeah. The carrier we're talking about is like the ergo carrier, any baby carrier that you have. What's nice about that is that one of the hardest things on an airplane is not being hands-free. And so if you can kind of just lock them in when they're sleeping into a carrier, they're still on your lap, but at least you then have two arms that are free and you can be have a little more freedom. Even if you can just bring like a Solly wrap or some sort of wrap, a wrap will work mm-hmm. or a legit carrier. Yeah. Let's just take a minute to talk about OCA. You guys have heard us talk about Osea before and you know how much we love their products. We've both been using Osea skincare products for so long and we're just so excited that they're sponsoring the show and that we get to share our favorite products to our listeners. Summer's here and I'm finally back outdoors wearing dresses and swimsuits and I've been getting my skin summer ready. I don't know about you, but summertime is the time I realize just how dry my skin is and the extra TLC it needs, especially while I'm in Idaho and it's so dry here. I've been using Osea's Andrea Algae Body Oil and their skincare products now for months and some actually for years, and I can't get enough. They leave my skin dewy and healthy, but not greasy and gives me a full body glow. All of Osea's products help nourish, soften, and smooth my skin from head to toe. I've actually been using some of the Andrea oil on Tyler and the kids after pool time when it's just extra dry and a little bit goes a long ways. At first, I was kind of skeptical of using an oil just because I don't like feeling greasy, but this body oil is not oily and never greasy, and I'm just hooked. 
but we've been traveling with it and I've been using it daily and love it so much. We can't get enough of the body oil and all the Osea products. I use their cleanser daily and their moisturizer. They leave our face and body feeling healthy and glowing. I've also been using their hyaluronic C serum, which hydrates and smooths fine lines, which I'm all about after three kids and their ocean cleanser, which gently exfoliates, leaving my skin feeling like I just had a facial. All their products are responsibly sourced with plant-derived ingredients, so they're good for your skin and good for the planet. We also love that they're a female-founded company and family-operated by a mother and daughter team. Make Osea the skincare product you get for yourself this summer and treat yourself. Reveal your summer glow with skincare from Osea and get 10% off all products on your first order with promo code LIVING at oseamalibu.com. You also get free samples in every order and free shipping on all orders over $50. That's 10% off with code living at Osea Malibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. Now let's get back to our conversation. So I think my worst nightmare is being on a flight and just 10 minutes in, you realize like, okay, I didn't bring enough snacks or I didn't bring enough entertainment or toys. So let's list out what we bring on the flights because I think out of anything, if you just prepare... And you have those big ticket items that we said, but if you bring enough toys and snacks, you'll get through any flight. Yes. You can't have enough snacks. You cannot. What are your go-to snacks? We love Cerebelli pouches. Those are always great. And they have great bars, apples, goldfish, um, dates rolled in coconut. Those are our new favorite. Sounds good right now. I know. Yeah. We could have used more snacks. I thought I brought a lot. Oh, we had tangerines the other day. That was good. That is smart. Some fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. I always say, so normally with food pouches, I have no problem with the food inherently inside of them, but I'll say to cut them off. Airplanes travel. That is the time. Bring all the food pouches. Let your kid just be mess-free and eat it from the pouch. You cannot have enough food pouches. And what's nice too is they stay good. So you can just put them in your bag. They're easy to stuff in. We also love Scout bars. They're Mm. all just dried fruit. They're amazing. Those are a really good one. And raisins. Raisins are another good one. I heard that the other day. That's a good one. Yeah. It takes anything that takes them a while to eat. So dried fruit is nice because it takes them a little while to chew it. It's not not like it'll all be gone so quickly. Mm -hmm. So we already touched on screen time and headphones. Bring your kids their own set of headphones. That's a must. I realized we had one iPad and two headphones the other day. I was like, oh no. You need a headphone splitter. They weren't sitting next to each other, but believe me, I'm ordering an iPad or a a tablet, (laughs) whatever now, right after this. Yeah. Screen time is great. And the other thing is to preload. So I think a lot of parents, what they'll say is like, oh, I have the iPad or there might be Wi-Fi on the plane or whatever it may be preload whatever you're going to show them and do a lot of different shows. Because when you're in flight, if your kids' ears are hurting or something's going on, the show that might normally catch their attention, they are may not be into at all. So just yeah. have a lot of different options. So if there's no Wi-Fi on that flight, you still can play. Right. Yes. And those um, invisible markers, we love those. Those invisible markers are great. So Crayola makes, I think they're called like color-free or something markers. It'll all be in the um, on the website. But those are amazing. You can bring the little coloring book and that way the colors don't go anywhere on their clothes or, or anywhere else. I think novel toys. So you want to bring things that they're not used to seeing and bring toys that are just brand new on the flight that they're excited about. Almost think of them as gifts. 
Yeah. We actually brought like a little, our own little box for him. So it's like a little metal lunchbox, I guess you could call it. And we just fill it with all the toys, but you only take one toy out at a time. Yeah. That's smart. I love that. And you want to pull it out slowly. So <laughs> just take, like, use all the time possible. All the time possible. I think that's the biggest trick on it on in traveling is just utilizing every minute. Pull out the toy slowly, like get them excited for the next toy. Just drag out those minutes because at the end of the day, it's just a set of minutes. Yes. Something random that we always put in our bag is a little swaddle so that like whatever baby's napping, it just we can drape it over. Oh, so it's smart. It's dark and it's usually like a dark swaddle that we bring. That's really smart because then you can use it as a two for one. You could use it as a swaddle or a cover. That's really, really smart. Yeah. And then it it prevents people too from like just peeping in. You know, there's when you're traveling, there's just so many looky loos. Like when you have a kid, they're just so excited to see kids travel. And sometimes it gets so distracting. So that's smart just to cover them up when they're sleeping. Yes. Toys. Back to this. Oh, toys. Something Sorry, I, got I haven't done this. No, so I haven't done this before, but it is so smart and I have recommended it, but I just haven't done it myself, is wrapping the gifts. So if you have time, if you know you're going like to, on a far travel day, wrap the gifts so that when you give your kid the gift, it takes up extra time for them to unwrap it. Oh, I love that. It takes a lot of planning. That does take a lot of planning, but probably really worth, worth it. it. Do you put Bryce's stuff in one carry-on for him? I'm curious what you do, but I do all of one brag that's just Bryce's yeah. so that I know that's the golden bag. Like it can't be lost. That's where we put, you know, the carry, the extra clothes. If there's a blowout or something like that, all of his things, snacks, one bag that's by him. And that way, whoever's on the plane with you, you can switch around and you could move seats if you need and all of their stuff is with them. Yeah, that's what, what do you do. That's what we do too. Liv has a Elsa bag from Pottery Barn. I guess it's a frozen bag from Pottery Barn. <laughs> And she can roll it now. She's to the age where she loves rolling it. And so cute. And when she says, I don't want to roll it anymore, we're like, that's your responsibility. This is your bag. This is your stuff. So it's turned into something fun for her, but also a, a learning tool. And we just put all the kids' stuff in there. A couple books, their tablet. It will be two tablets, headphones, snacks, their loveys. That's something we, we always remember is... Before they leave the house, they all get to pick out a levy to bring. That's so smart. Don't forget the levy. Don't forget the levy or the pacifiers. Or the pack and bring multiple pacifiers, especially now in this post-COVID time. If the pacifier falls on the ground before, we would just put it in some hot water on the airplane. Just bring a couple so that you don't have to worry about, you know, having to disinfect so many. Yes. They do have those, I also uh, they do have those little sanitizing cubes. Have you seen those? Yes. Yes. I haven't used mine yet because we were in COVID and we just never used it, but I've heard they're great. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are, those are great. The other thing I do is, is bring, so you know, those placemats that when you go to a restaurant that you can put out on the table that are just those throwaway placemats, I yes. put those overneath the, on top of the tray in the airplane That's a good idea. Or, on a, or on a train. Okay. Great. So that way it's just covers it and you don't need to worry about germs that way. Some of my favorite, so novel toys, toys that they haven't had. My favorite, I would say like my top two or three window clings. You can get those clings that they're like thicker stickers that can peel on and off and they can play on the windows with them. Fine. If you can get your kid in a window seat, it's ideal because then they're more contained. Mm-hmm. Finger puppets. We've, we did brought little like finger puppets, which are fun for them to play with. Cute. Where do you get yours? Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Where we get everything. 
Yeah, exactly. I I really wish that I could think of a, mo- a local mom and pop shop where you could get cute little finger puppets. Uh, maybe the Acorn Store in LA. I don't know about Nashville, but cute little finger puppets are great because you can entertain them. They, I mean, when when do you pull out finger puppets? Never. Right. So on an airplane, it makes them so entertained. Right. Um, those indestructible books. I don't know if you've seen those, but I like those as books to bring because they don't take up space and they you, they can't rip them. So you can just let your kids sit there with a book and they just go at it. So whatever you pack, keep it in that, you know, whatever case they have and let them just play with it on the plane. Don't let them play with it when they get to their hotel room or wherever you may be because you want to keep it novel and exciting for the airplane. Good point. What else do we need? What else do we need? Don't forget your diaper bag. Bring a diaper bag when you travel. Don't, it doesn't matter if it looks cute. Just get one that's really big durable that you can wipe down. You're going to have spills on it. It's going to be on the ground of an airplane. So just something that you can easily just disinfect. Yes. Do you prefer a backpack or like a shoulder bag? Back, uh, good question, actually. A, back, a backpack that has like a long strap so I could use it just on one shoulder. I'm never going to be able to fit it on both shoulders because you're lugging so much stuff. Okay. I like the Skip Hop. They've got like a black one that has that's easy to wipe down. Yeah. What do you use? We use the paperclip one right now. I just like their um, changing pad that kind of zips out and folds down and you can wipe it down really easily. So that's one we use now and it's a backpack. I don't know if it has a full strap, but that's like a, yeah, have a good diaper bag. A good diaper bag. We said lovies. You definitely want a change of clothes. You almost want to treat it as if their luggage, whatever you've packed is not getting there. So what would you need for a day or two at your destination? Because that will get you through anything on the travel day. And then for the first day when you get there, God forbid the luggage doesn't make it. Yeah, because half the time they have blowouts. It's the altitude. Ugh. Really, It's it's the altitude and Murphy's Law put together. They're going to yes. have a blowout. So I do bring those. They're like little changing pads that are disposable that you can lay down so you can change them in your seat if they're just a little if they're a little tiny baby and you don't want to go into the bathroom you can change them at your seat but I love them because you can lay them down in the public restrooms also if you're changing your kid that way you can just throw it away and again you don't have to worry as much about germs awesome I love that poop I bags mean, you're going to say poop bags I had you know <laughs> I can read your mind because I was just dealing with it right before this um, poop bags <laughs> Because you don't want to be that person on the plane with the smelly diaper. It's just not fun. Been there. Totally. There's a new product that I'm obsessed with. It's called Suds to Go. Suds to Go. What is that? Suds to Go. So it's a water bottle that you can put water in it. And it has a separate container that you push down that has soap in it. So you can wash your kids' hands anywhere. It's amazing. So that is definitely a new travel essential. Okay. Ordering that right now. I've heard of that. Maybe from you, probably. It's great. It's it's absolutely great. It's good for just anything to travel with, to take to the park. I mean, we're washing our kids' hands so much now. That is just so nice to have that. It's it's really nice. What else do we need? Formula, bottles, or whatever your baby eats, but formula for us and bottles. And I always just get a bottled water once we go through security and I get a bottled water for baby us kids, but always make sure you have one for the formula and sanitizer. Yeah. Sanitizer. I think we all think about sanitizer when we used to not think about sanitizer, but bring sanitizing wipes, just hand sanitizer, the whole thing to just try to keep them as clean as possible going through flying. Yeah. Luca had his 
mouth on the armrest the other day. <laughs> I was like, stop. <laughs> and then if I, if I say no, then he's just going to do it. So finding all the distractions possible helped. All the distractions. I think that's actually something really smart to say. I think, I think it piggybacks on what you said in the very beginning about attitudes. We get so wrapped up. Everyone gets so stressed when they travel and it's hard not to. And sometimes when your kid's having a hard time traveling, just take a step back and say like, what are they telling me right now? Like, are they scared about the process? Are they physically uncomfortable? Are they hungry? Are they tired? Like, just take a mental inventory because if we just go into trying to pacify it so quickly, sometimes it's just going to escalate the situation. So just try to get on their level as patient as you can to try to understand what they need. Right. Which is so much easier said than done. It is in the moment. You're like sweating. You've got all these layers on because you're traveling and then you're holding kids and it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I want to talk about packing because I think you're the pro at this. Before that though, I want to talk about bringing medications on the plane because that is something that I think so many parents forget is to bring medications with them. Yeah. Okay. So I make a small little bag that's almost just like an emergency kit to go. So you want Tylenol, Motrin, you know, some sort of Benadryl and a histamine in there, a thermometer if you can, just a small little one, Band-Aids, Neosporin, just the basics. You definitely want Tylenol and Motrin on the flight just in case their ears hurt or anything goes on that you need to give them. Give them that. And don't forget the droppers, right? If your kids... if if your kid is little or a baby, just don't forget those medicine droppers. A syringe dropper. Mm-hmm. But I need to give a warning to all parents or caregivers listening. Do not give Benadryl the first time when your kid flies because a lot of kids can have... We might think like, ooh, let me just give them a little Benadryl. It'll make them a little sleepy. I never give them medications. Let me just do it. Right. Well, 30, about 30% of kids get like this paradoxical reaction. So they actually become more agitated and hyperactive when they're on Benadryl. No. I did not. Yes. I did not take my own advice on that flight back. We left your house. He was crying. He was teething. He missed his nap. And I just knew the flight back was going to be horrible. And so we're like, okay, why don't we just give him a little Benadryl? Like the Tylenol, Motrin, nothing was helping. And we gave him... Benadryl right before he got on the plane. And I'm not kidding. As the syringe was going into his mouth, it occurred to me like, oh no, Jess, like some kids get this paradoxical reaction. And there you had it. Bryce had it the entire flight back. So any parent out there thinking about it, just do not do Benadryl that first time on a flight. Don't do it. Yeah. That's a great tip. Do you do anything for your kids' ears? Do do their ears bother them when flying? Not that I've noticed. When they were babies, I feel like younger than Atlas's age. And about Atlas's age, we just make sure they have a pacifier on the way up and down or we feed them on the way up and down. And it somehow always works out that it's like a feeding time around that time. So we just try and hold them off a little bit or push it a little early so that they're sucking on something. Yeah. Suck on something. That's exactly. Give them a bottle. If you have a kid that gets repeated ear infections or you just know they're prone to it, the other thing you can do is bring a lollipop on the plane. I'd only say this for like kids that you know that they they don't suck any other way. They're not going to eat a snack or they're not at the age for, you know, a bottle or something. Say they're over the age of three, bring a little lollipop. The Yum Earth makes a nice organic one that you can bring. And that way they're sucking on it. And it's something so novel that they likely don't normally have. And that'll help keep their ears open. That's a good... Good tip. You're full of good tips. I have one more good tip because it's like the, it, this is like the medical side of me. Yes. Is 
in case of emergency. So I don't know if you do anything with your kids. I feel like Liv's at the age now that say she were to get lost or she got separated or something. I take... When we get to our destination, I'll take a business card. And on the back of it, I write our number and I write the hotel we're staying at and so our phone number and I put it, you know, put it in Liv's pocket and you say, if you get separated from mommy or daddy, go to someone in a uniform and hand them this. The other thing that I saw the other day that some parents did is just writing your phone number on their arm when you're going through the airport and just teaching them. Like if you get separated, look for someone in a uniform and show them this so that they can call you. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that would make me sick if I lost a child in an airport. I, I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time. It, I mean, and it's, it doesn't, it's not even like being irresponsible. It's just, you have a lot of stuff you're lugging. I mean, you, you have three kids now. It's just, where did one of them go? The other day I turned around, I was like, where's Luca? And I mean, he was hiding behind like a chair and I didn't see him, but it did freak me out because I'm like, he could be gone in a second. In a second. It's just a blink of an eye. So I just like saying that because I think it's good for us to prep our kids. Obviously, we don't ever want our kids to get lost and we're going to do everything in our power to prevent that. But I think if, say, they do get separated, even if they think they're separated, they just don't Mm -hmm. see you. At least they know the skills of what to do. Look for someone in a uniform and ask for help. Yeah. Oh, that's But leaving your number. Thanks for that. We'll use that. I do want to talk about packing because I always love to hear packing tips because I'm still, as much as we travel, I'm still not great at packing. But something that I do love are packing cubes. That has saved us. Packing cubes are fantastic. Packing, the biggest thing is to try to just plan. Like if you could get, if you're going on a big trip, try to aim to get your kids packed like a day or two ahead of time. Because you know with you, I mean, this is the constant thing for us is we pack, we say we're going to start packing at five, we start packing at five, but somehow it's like 11 or 12 o'clock at night and I'm still pulling things out for my trip. It's like, how how did this possibly happen? Right. Right? And so with kids, if you can try to get them done way beforehand, before you, when you're in that kind of pressured, stressed time, you know you have everything. Yeah. Something else that I'll do if I do have time before packing or before travel, which never really happens, but sometimes it does, is just plan out the weather. Not plan out the weather. I'd look ahead and see what the weather's going to be and kind of plan out outfits around that. So I can be like, all right, Monday, it's going to be this. Tuesday, this. And just kind of say like, all right, what am I going to need for that? Because it just helps me visually see it. I'm such a visual person. So that helps us with all the kids and us. Yeah. I love that tip. I think it's an art to to travel with kids. I mean, the first time you do it, you're like, wow, I never actually knew I needed to bring so much crap anywhere in my entire life. I didn't think I needed all of this stuff. But I think with packing, there's things on top, like their outfits we can figure out or how many they need and bring extra of it. But there are some things that you need just to make a hotel room feel like home. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something, I mean, you guys have traveled so much with kids and have been away from home so much. So what would you say are your go-to things that you cannot forget when getting to a hotel room? Sound machines. We bring our hatch sound machine and it's kind of big, but it just makes the kids feel like they're at home and they stay in the routine of the light coming on when they wake up and all of that. A monitor. And something that I really want to start doing just now that our kids are getting older. And James Corden, one day we met him 
at the show and he came in and met our kids and he was like, you know, the one thing that we do when we travel and it helps us so much is we bring this one pop-up tent and we put it in the corner wherever we go and it makes our kids feel like they're at home. I was like, that is the best idea. Then they have their own little spots, just easy pop-up tent. Um, So So I feel like I'm going to adopt that. That's so, so smart. I love that. I definitely think bringing a pack and play too. Pack and play for sure. For sure. Monitors, pack and play. We love the baby Bjorn pack and play. They're so easy. And now with multiple kids, they're just little, they're light and just easy to pop up and, and break back down. Yeah. And I usually, the trick is that if you have a room that has a bathroom, it doesn't even have to be that big, but a bathroom that you could fit the pack and play in, you can actually put your kid in the bathroom, have them sleep there so that it's dark. And then you guys have the hotel room to yourself. The only caveat with that is closets are great, (laughs) but then you don't have your bathroom. So you're going to be going to like, you know, check in or wherever to go use the bathroom constantly Mm -hmm. once they're asleep. You guys got the uh, blackout tent. How'd you like that? Oh, I really liked it because we were here for like a month. It was great. And Olivia and Luca were sharing a room. And so it was the perfect setup where they were at the age in January where they would look at each other and just laugh and keep each other up all night. And so the tent kind of helped separate them. That's really And they thought it was fun. Yeah. Anything that's novel. So something to make it dark. If, if you don't have a bathroom, people bring trash bags. It is so smart. When in doubt, like just travel oh, yeah. with black trash bags and tape and you could just tape up the window if you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dark. Some to the, to the hotel or wherever you're staying. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So sound machine, dark room, pack and play. And then I think just prepping our kids. I, I think that's helped the most is to tell your kids when they're traveling, what's expected of them and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer true game changer. The last thing that I think I get the question all the time is, do you keep your kid on the same time zone that they are on or do you adjust to the time zone you're going to? Good question. We always adjust. We stay on whatever time zone we're on. So if we land and it's seven o'clock, you know, whatever time we put them to bed, even if it's an hour too early, because then it just adjusts them quicker. Yeah. For us, it's worked really well, whether We go to California and it's only a two-hour time difference or Africa. Plus, they're so adaptable. They really are. They really are. And it might be like a rough 24 hours, but then then they adjust. Yeah. Do you start it on the plane? So do you, once you get on the plane, do you go to the new time zone? Or when you land, you go to the new time zone? Mm, Good question. I feel like when we're on the plane, it's just a free-for-all. It's like, (laughs) let's just survive (laughs) and hope they nap. You know, we try and get them down for a nap in their time. Let's see. I would say it's when we land. Yeah. I yeah. think that's good. Because we want to get through we want to get through the flight and, and be somewhat sane. And then we land and we're like, all right, now either go to bed early or stay up an hour, whatever. I love it. I think that's so smart. Yeah. What do you do? We go on to the new time zone. For the most part, I'd say like 90% of the time it makes sense. The only time it doesn't is if you're going somewhere where you would want them to stay up later with you. And so if you put them down at nine o'clock and that's really seven o'clock and that would allow everyone to kind of just have a lot more time and you do things in the city, great. But besides that, just adapt to the new time zone. Totally agree with you. Yeah. And like tonight, we're keeping Olivia up late. She did an awesome little hike today. And we're going to go on a date night with her and she gets to stay up late, but we make sure to tell her this is a special occasion. 
So she doesn't get used to the fact, well, hey, I stayed up last night. Can I stay up again? We do try and stick to the 7.30 every night to bed. Yeah. I think the consistency is great. And then having those moments where they know. Yeah. I love that. Well, now I'm excited to go travel. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to vicariously live through you for like the next six to nine months on your travels. (laughs) I can't wait for you to travel again so we can do something together. I know. I know. I can't wait. But this was, this got me excited. And we hope that this helped you guys because I think prepping for it, knowing what to do on an airplane, it's truly an art and probably something before you had kids, you never even thought that this was something you had to think about. Yeah, I know. And, and, there's always going to be something that happens. So just be ready for it and be like, well... Roll with the punches. Okay. Yeah. Roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Channel me. I prepped all and I had the worst flight that could ever have happened. But then we landed and you just brush it off. You just keep going through. And you can... In those moments, I just imagine flying by myself solo. Like, oh, what trip are Josh and I going to take so that I leave my kids at home next time? (laughs) And then we get to the place. I'm like, okay, it was worth it to bring you. But... It's so worth it. It's the best memories. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have those great flights where you're like, oh my gosh, my kids are the best travelers. Wow. (laughs) Then you're going to have the flights like you had and we've all had where you're like, I'm never traveling again. I'm never bringing my kids. So it just, it happens. You know, we've traveled home from Africa when Olivia was one, like I said, and we'd taken her pacifier away. And it was the longest 17 hours of my life. And I was so embarrassed. We had gotten um, first class seats with all of our points. And so (laughs) Olivia was screaming the whole way home. And we were by all these people in first class. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I just didn't know what to do. Like, yeah, I mean, there is nothing to do. Like you, you can't, you have to just, no. when you see a parent that's struggling, anyone who's a listener of our podcast, if you see anyone struggling that's a parent when traveling, just help them. I feel like you can't have enough help. And just that small gesture can just change that whole thing for you when you're in that moment when it's just bad news bears. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to ask you is what made you feel full this week? I don't want to forget this one. I know. I can't believe we forgot last week. This week was the fireworks. We haven't had like normal, just like everyone, there hasn't been normal experiences. And last year we didn't go see the fireworks. We just couldn't go do that. And so this year we had him in the car. He didn't get out, but he could watch it through the windshield. And just watching the fireworks through his experience was so cute. I mean, he was like, mommy, mommy, that was a world record. That was the biggest (sighs) firework, a world record. And it was just really cute. I love seeing the world through their eyes. Yeah. What made you feel full? Well, just right before we started this podcast today, we got back from a hike. We're home in Idaho right now. And this is where I grew up. And now it's just so fun to bring our kids back. And so this morning I was like, Tyler, is there any way you can cancel your right today? And he's like, I, I I think I can move this one. And so he canceled his right. We made it happen. We, we got all the kids packed up in the car and went for a hike. And we went to this place we always used to go and packed a lunch and sat by the, the lake and just had a fun day. And Olivia was a champ. She hiked three and a half miles and it was, uh, it was steep. Like Tyler and I were really exhausted and she crushed it. She kept saying, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. <laughs> we're like, yes, you are. And by the end of the hike, she fell once on the way down. And But she's like, I'm so brave. And obviously she cried. But just seeing her 
I, it felt like I was looking at myself, you know, however many years ago, and it was so yeah. sweet. So that like, made oh my me gosh, that's a little Haley. That's a little Haley hiking that mountain. I know. She had a little camel back on. I got her a backpack this morning. And so watching her in her little hiking boots, I'm like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's seriously the cutest. You need to share photos. That is so yeah. cute. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's good to chat and great reminders today. I feel like I really needed this before we travel home. I'm sending you all the good vibes for your, for your flight home. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.